Hey, Courtney, welcome to the intro podcast. How are you this fine near end of summer week, I guess? Uh, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's been a whirlwind week, honestly. Um, Crazy busy. I'm glad tomorrow is Friday, to be honest. I am too. I it's been in in an unordinary kind of way a really hectic and, and wild few weeks uh, with projects and work and all that stuff. But um, I I as I was saying before we started recording, I am very lucky to have the privilege to speak and learn from uh, people like you, uh, and so it's great to have you on the show. Um, as the human resources manager at Cousin Subs, which we've had Christine, the CEO, on. So people are a little bit familiar about Cousin Subs if they've listened, if they've done their work. Um, they're a little bit familiar. <laughs> uh, but if not, uh, why don't you, we set some context with just the 20,000-foot overview of what you do today and where you do that? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, and it's awesome that you've had Christine on the show. I, um, I actually did listen to that episode, and she did a fantastic job um, talking about you know her her journey with yes. cousins and she's obviously very tied into that too so she's fantastic she's absolutely a joy and a pleasure to work for yeah um, so kudos to her for that but, and, and side note we have we are my family we have gotten cousins at least once a week <laughs> since that podcast yes so I don't know if it was just meant Shameless to happen. Plug. Yes, yes. And it's they're incredible. So um, so yeah, at Cousins here, we are, you know, we're a roughly, I would say, four to five hundred employee company now um, and growing. So our HR department is just the two of us, myself and my generalist, Maya, who mm-hmm. is also just absolutely wonderful. Um, so in my day to day, I still have a lot of variety. You know, I still okay. get to do a lot of things because it's just two of us. But I would say overall, as the manager, my work is centered more more on project management. Um, so my previous HR roles, I was much more task oriented, more administratively focused. Got it. Uh, you know, and so as as you go along with that for a few years, you just kind of get bored. You know, you need more um, yep. if if you're looking to grow in your role. So when I moved into my manager role here at Cousins. I was so excited because I get to actually spend time on things I like, things that push the company forward, like yes. employee engagement and leadership coaching and development and, and building and presenting new programs and policies and things like that. So that's really kind of where my focus is um, at Cousins. And I'm actually smack in the middle of one of those huge uh, <laughs> program rollouts right now, which is why my life has been so crazy lately at work. Um, but it's been a really, really good experience too. So I can only imagine uh, the volume of resumes that you look at on any given week or month or whatever um, or that you and you, you know, your team might review. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in this role or in past roles, um, what do you think people are doing well in their, in sort of the launch phase or even just to get hired in general for any role beyond the resume? What are those other things beyond the resume that really matter? So I think in this, in at Cousins, it's a little bit different because a lot of our hiring is done actually on, on the ground floor by our GMs in our stores. So mm-hmm. they review a lot of the applicants, they hire them. I 
more so review and hire and interview the higher level uh, positions. So salaried managers, the ones, the professional ones for our support center. Um, And then, you know, just to speak to what you said in the past, past jobs that I've had, I would say beyond the resume, your resume can look absolutely beautiful and great, but but really, I would say be unafraid to talk to and impro- and like approach professionals, ask for their advice, mm-hmm. get involved with people that are outside of your generation. That's something yeah. that I didn't do as much when I was younger coming out of college. And it's something that now post-college, being about 10 years into my career, that I would say there's so much value and diversity to be found in people outside of your millennial or Gen Z bubble. Mm-hmm. There just is. You know, I think I think it's not it's not your first instinct as a young person, and it and it takes some work. It takes being a little bit uncomfortable, and people think like older people don't understand the world and social media <laughs> and technology. But and maybe maybe that's true. But they're really interesting to talk to. They have so much to offer as far as experiences and advice. You know, they lit they've lived. Whoever you're talking to has lived a long time longer than you probably so so they have a lot to offer and i think it just makes you a more well-rounded person not only personally but also as a professional and you're likely in your whatever job you go into going to be interacting with people on all levels and all generations so agreed agreed yeah i was uh recently told by my 12 year old i don't know what it's like to be a teenager so that was really enlightening (laughs) for me so it was awesome Oh, I believe it. I don't think I do either. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sad. Uh, um, so if we, this is this one in particular is is of great interest to me because um, I'm 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 fascinated with the HR uh, with how HR works and um, but if we take a step back a bit and say what was your first professional job and how did you land it? So my first professional job. Oh gosh. Um, well. It was actually in HR. So my experience throughout high school and college was in the service industry. So serving, okay. bartending, yeah. in restaurants. Coincidentally, I think that's how a lot of us make our money back mm-hmm. then. Um, I did have one. I did have one job, very brief stint at like a re- as a receptionist at a at a office, but that was very very brief. So really, I would say I had little to none professional experience before I went for my first. HR intern job. Interesting. And that was when I was still in college. I was actually a communications degree during that time. And I applied. It was at a manufacturing company here locally in uh-huh. the Milwaukee area. And I went I went in for my interview the first day. And my boss will tell you, my boss who I actually that that boss that I had, I still talk to her to this day. I was texting her this morning. <laughs> so she and I still keep in touch. And this was, gosh, you know, eight years ago. She will say the reason I got that job was because of my shoes. <laughs> and awesome. I know, I know, I know. Yes, I'm a woman. I love my shoes. But literally, I had walked in there. I had zero office experience. My resume, oh my gosh, it was awful. It was awful. Uh-huh. And yet I showed up with great shoes on. I asked good questions. And I think I, think I really just tried to show that I was excited about the job. Um, you know, and I, I don't even think I had the presence to, to be nervous at that point in my, in my career. I just acted like myself, maybe probably more than I should have at that point. But, you know, I think it, it worked, you know, she, she, we both had very good chemistry during our interview and Mm -hmm. I ended up getting the job. It was only supposed to be for the summer and I ended up being there for three years. I was hired on as an intern 
after I graduated college and to this day, she'll say, yep, you had great shoes on. So I liked you. So I, I hired you. <laughs> I love it. And those are things I, when you're, when you are interviewing, every detail matters, I think. And, um, I, I would also bet your experience in the service industry, uh, gave you the, a, a knack and a skill for talking to people. And that probably really helped too. Yeah, you know, and I, and I didn't actually think about that now, now that you call it out, though, but but it's something that I don't think you realize until you actually have to start doing it. Right. That you interact with so many different people, and that's why I honestly feel like everyone should have a service industry job at some point in their lives. Mm -hmm. Not only because it's good experience, you can make good money, and it's fun, but it gives you such humility, um, you know, when you go out to eat and you go and it's, it's a, sometimes a thankless job. And mm -hmm. so I think that... It gives you an appreciation for the people that do that day in and day out. Yeah, and as one of my friends uh, notes uh, about some people that he's met, it's um, I think in the service industry, it often the the getting the thing done often comes down to you, and and those mm -hmm. people who have that kind of background, um, I find have they don't have an issue with, okay, something's got to get done. Yeah, I, I, I can do it. I'll do it. Um, and, and versus, you know, maybe just having an idea about things. Um, they, they do the stuff, which is cool. So I'm going to shift. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to shift a little bit because I'm, I'm going to make a big guess that in, in seeing resumes and doing interviews and I mean, more than, more so than I, I would say your av average business person, um, you you get exposed to a lot of buzzwords. And so <laughs> I'm interested in what is maybe one buzzword that you maybe don't like the most of all the others. <laughs> oh, this I love this question. Um, and I... It's funny because there's there's not a ton that I hate, but one that I do hear a lot in interviews, and this goes full spectrum from entry level all the way up. I've heard it all uh -huh. levels. I have good communication skills. <laughs> and I, when I hear that, I think I kind of actually internally eye roll a little bit because <laughs> here's, my, here's my take on this. Yes. If you have to tell me that you're a communicator, my gut instinct is probably you're not as good as you think. Yeah. Because That's good communication, yes, it's hard to come by these days. Mm -hmm. We have so much faces behind screens instead of faces in front of faces these days. And so I get it. Good communication is hard to come by. I, we see it every day. But show me. Show me how you communicate. Mm -hmm. By the words you use, your follow-up, your emotional awareness, being okay with silences pauses sometimes you know elevate your language and you elevate your communication really without even trying that's that's how i'm going to know you're a good communicator i don't i feel like that should just go without saying you don't you shouldn't have to say to me in an interview that you're a good communicator because i should just be able to find that out about you mm -hmm. honestly that's just the thing for me i don't know maybe that it's my communication degree i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that could be could be a, could be a lot of all of that stuff. Um, I that is tremendous, and so I appreciate that. Um, you you not only named it, but then you gave the the here's how you do it. So that's super helpful mm -hmm. for our listeners. 
So appreciate that. Um, and I'm going to stay on buzzwords a little bit. And, and, you know, you're in HR. What does networking mean to you and or, you know, what has it meant to your career uh, overall? Networking. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, when you think of networking, I think it comes up, there's this connotation these days that people think of like, this giant room where everyone has name tags on right. and you're expected to like walk, walk around and strike up a conversation with a random stranger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's scary. I think it is. I'm, an, I'm not even an introvert. I don't think, but that idea scares me. Um, you know, so honestly, like, and I, and I did go to my fair share of those events, you know, throughout college in my early career. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, to me though, int- really it's, it's important to make real genuine connections with people. You can do all the handshaking and passing out your business card that you want. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it comes down to those authentic connections. And to me, that's what really what networking is when it it doesn't mean that you have to spend an hour with somebody and learn their deepest secrets. Right. You know, <laughs> but but to truly take an interest in who they are, right. what they do, even for the 15 minutes you're spending with people, people these days see through fake nice so easily, you know, it's we're in Instagram filter world. So it's, it's almost expected that people are just going to do the fake nice. But when someone shows you their real personality, it's so refreshing. And I'm just like, wow, that was a really nice conversation to have. And I actually want to talk to that person again. Mm -hmm. So that's where the networking comes in. You know, it creates this ripple effect then with other people. I'm loving the advice that's flying out of here today. This is great. Uh, I think it's, (laughs) it's, it's going in directions. I, I think, um, we haven't necessarily uh, explored in past episodes, which I really appreciate. And I'm thinking, so this is usually where we get to the big question of, you know, what's the link from where you started to your job today? And, it, you know, if we connect the dots, you know, for you, at least, you, you know, you got that initial shot in HR and you're still in HR. So I don't want to overlook that there's a, a, an important link there, but maybe I'll give you... Uh, Two, two choices here. Either we can talk about the link from where you started and the thread into what you do today, or, you know, was there along the way any advice that you may have received that you politely ignored and it worked out? <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to go with the advice one. Yes. Um, and I can like very briefly talk about the the link and, and just mention that, you know, at the end, because I know we're tight on time. But um, but as far as advice goes, this is going to sound a little weird. But when people say or when I was told or have been told, always be prepared. Mm-hmm. So some of my greatest and most valuable lessons in my career has been from not being prepared, <laughs> feeling like. I'm going into something. I'm off my game. I'm less than ready. I'm an I'm a very organized person. I'm a type A personality, so I always like to be ready and prepared. But, but on that note, there's this saying that I, I've heard so often, and I love it. It's it's be brave enough to suck at something new. And <laughs> that is awesome. I love that for a lot. I love. <laughs> I love that. For, I don't know if you heard that, but I love that for a lot of. And I don't even know who who originally said it, but I, I've seen it online a lot. And. For this young, you know, young professionals that are coming up behind me, this generation, I would just tell them, you know, just sorry for lack of a better term, but screw the fear, you know, show up with your best, most authentic self and let that be your resume. You know, I get it. You can't go into an interview for a bioengineering job with a fine arts degree and expect that they're going to hire you because you have a great personality. That's just not, that's not real, real life. But you know what I mean? I think I hear so many employers these days saying, 
They have candidates show up. They've got all this experience and all this great education, but they can't look you in the eye. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, more than ever, businesses, I think these days need young people who can think critically, problem solve, be creative, you know, learn to work cross-functionally and don't be afraid if you're the guy in the room with the least amount of experience. If you have a great question or a good idea, you better believe I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need that kind of, we need that bravery these days now more than ever. Um, you know, and I think too, even aside from that, to the people that are launching their careers now and and maybe not totally sure if the direction they're going is the direction they want to land in, be give yourself room to change your mind Yeah, about a job, a company, your career. I mean, if this pandemic has shown me anything, mm-hmm. life is short and it's super precious. So if yeah. you wake up and spend your days doing something you don't see value in, change it. You know, yes. I didn't say that you have to spend your life doing something that you love because honestly, that's not super realistic for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. we don't all get to spend our days talking to super awesome people on a podcast, <laughs> but you know, not everyone has that privilege, but some do. And that's awesome for them. Awesome yes. for you that you get to do that. You know, but I think if you feel unsatisfied or unfulfilled, that's a sign. If you feel like your your life is off kilter or off balance because you're pouring so much time and energy into it, that's a sign. If you're losing yourself, your health, your, your important relationships because of your job, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. You know, I think all of those things you just need to really think about and evaluate as you go through those early and, and kind of mid years of your career. I'm, uh, I'm taking notes and I'm also thinking, uh, you know, you said we need more bravery and other things in the, in the world today. I think we need more you in the world today. We need more of that perspective. Um, I, I love, I love the honesty. I love the, like the, uh, just the realness, like you're not just saying this stuff and then walking away. Like I can feel that you live it. So that's really refreshing. Um, so thank you. Thank you. I mean, I believe it to my core, honestly, it's, it's the sum of who I am, (laughs) all my parts. (laughs) Okay. So I'm, uh, uh, let's shift to the, uh, to the really hard hitting questions. Um, the rapid fire, my favorite part of the show always, (laughs) um, uh, and, and like I always say, yeah, there, every guest says it. I love it. Um, and there's no anything like the answer is the answer. We, we, we love all the answers. So the first one is what are you reading, watching, or listening to at the moment that you'd recommend to someone trying to launch their career? So I do a lot of reading actually, and I love to read kind of at night after my kid is in bed, dinner's done. Um, and this is not something that I'm actually reading right now, but it's something that I've read recently. Okay. It's called Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling. I've read it probably, I think three times. And every time I read it, it gets better and better. It's It talks about her kind of launching herself into the career of media. Um, and if you haven't heard of Mindy Kaling, she's on The Office. She's an awesome personality on that show. Um, and she's also a really funny author. So I would say Why Not Me is one that I would highly recommend as well as I think she also does kind of a, a partner book to that called, um, I think it's Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me or something like that, <laughs> which is a, which is another <laughs> unique awesome title, title, but yeah. also a really, a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Awesome. So uh, this is one of my personal favorites um and i didn't come up with this question i don't think but what's your go-to food when you need a boost 
Oh boy. Oh, this is terrible because it, it doesn't have to be cousin. I should eat something yeah. healthy like like <laughs> no, salad, probably. <laughs> but um, but no, usually I would say probably Mexican. You know, yeah. with margaritas, of course, because oh. you just you have to have that. Um, so I, I can dig some good Mexican food, but but also like I'm a Wisconsin girl, so I love cheese. So mac and yes. cheese, you know, put that in front of me, and I'm a happy camper. Oh man, <laughs> and it's like I haven't had lunch yet, so now you're, you're now I'm starving. So. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Instagram or TikTok? I'm a huge, huge, huge Insta girl. So yeah. all the way. People people have asked me before, like, why don't you have a TikTok? Because you're really, you know, big on Instagram. And I'm just like, I just can't keep up. I mean, yeah, Facebook, Snapchat, there's too much. How do yeah. you find time to, like, live your life? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite podcast? Um, well, I would say, so there's a couple. So Empower Her uh, mm-hmm. by Kasha Fitzgerald. That is a great one. She's an entrepreneur. Also, she's uh, big into just hustling. She's got a ton of energy. So, I mean, it's not for everyone she just, because she does come with a ton of energy. Um, but she's very kind of an inspirational go-getter type. I, I've listened to her. And then also another one would be, it's called Your Career Story with Jenna uh, Viviano. It's a very, very practical application uh, career specific tips. She talks about everything from how to bounce back after getting rejected from a job, how to negotiate your salary, um, even like for women, how to be assertive in the workplace and not show up as a uh, being labeled a you know the B word. Mm, right, <laughs> right. Um, so those are two I would definitely recommend. Nice. Okay, I'm adding to my list uh, of podcasts. <laughs> um, YouTube or Hulu? Ah. Probably neither. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like people can waste so much time on YouTube. Like it's like a black hole. Like you go on for a recipe for something and five hours later, you're somehow watching how baby birds get hatched or something like crazy. I feel like it just, just catapults into this weird black hole of, of things and that's how they get you and you just waste so much time. But if I had to pick maybe Hulu because you know, you can watch episodes on there, but yeah, I, I've, uh, and I've said this on people who are probably tired of me saying this, but I've fallen, re-fallen in love with uh, YouTube just because of all the music that's on there, all the videos. Mm-hmm. So. True, true. That is a good point. Okay, this is my second or tied for first favorite. If you had a talk show, who would be your very first guest? That's a really, really hard one. I thought about this for a while and I just like, I couldn't find one specific person. I think I'm like stuck between any funny personality, like Melissa McCarthy, I think would be super funny. Kevin Hart, maybe even like Dwight from the office, you know, (laughs) I mean, this is my second office like reference, but I think he would just be hilarious in real life. Yes. So that's probably what I'd go with. So cool. (laughs) Um, Love all of it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this is, um, we've, you know, we finished with some fun, but I think our, the first part of our discussion was really meaningful advice for people. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you bet. I had an awesome time. Thanks so much for making time for me today.